Ladies and gentlemen, there is one move, one move that must be made if the Sixers want to save their season. If they want any chance at surviving while Joel Embiid is still injured, it has to happen now. Perfect. What is up, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know the drill. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Don't miss any of the coverage. We're going to get back doing more videos and calling shows and all that. It's been tough recently, man. This team has been on a drought. They have lost 11 out of their last 15 games. No Joel Embiid. Some people have just turned off the mental clock, to be quite honest with you. We have a month and a half, two months till the playoffs, and then, you know, here we are. We're in this situation you can't do anything about it. All the diehards are still tapped in, but I love it, man. We're going to talk about a lot today. I want to give some thoughts on where the team's at right now, what could happen moving forward. But most importantly, one thing absolutely must happen immediately right now. We're going to talk about why, but I have a question for the people out there. Question of the day, what should the Sixers do? If you were in charge, do you think they should even try to compete for the playoffs? Like, obviously, they're going to make it, but... Would you go all in? Do you think that the Sixers can get Joel Embiid back, get over the hump, and actually try to make a push? Or would you honestly just rather glide into the offseason cap space plan? Give me your thoughts down below. And before we jump into all the madness, this video is brought to you by SNHU. Shout out to the sponsor of today's video, Southern New Hampshire University. It is 2024, and with a new year comes new goals. If one of your goals this year involves going to college, then I have the perfect opportunity for you. SNHU allows you to turn passion for sports into a degree with their online sports management program. You'll get to learn about the business and economics of sports sports management principles, and how to gather and analyze data. This degree can help you prepare for a career as an athletic director, sports information director, marketing manager, and even other exciting roles in the industry. You'll get to tap into SNHU's network of grads working in sports-related organizations. You'll even get to take advantage of an internship or experiential learning course within the field. SNHU has one of the largest accredited nonprofit online degrees in the country, they are radically affordable, and their online tuition rates are some of the lowest in the nation. So go down to the description right now of this video, click the link, go to snhu.edu slash take to request free info about the program and start your new year off on the right path. Upon request, a real person will even hop on a call with you to discuss how the program can benefit you personally. Once again, check it out. Click the link down below snhu.edu slash Philly take. All right, man, let's start off with where the Sixers are at, right? I've been waiting to get a lot off my chest, but here's the standings. All right. Like I said, the Sixers have been on a huge drought. They have been losing a lot of games. They're now 33 and 24, nine games above 500 currently sitting in the five seed. And right now it almost looks like a runaway. The Celtics have won eight in a row. This team is an absolute powerhouse and yeah, I was, I was wrong earlier in the season when I said they could be beaten. Right now, it doesn't look like they can. Now, people are still fighting me on it, saying, RB, they can be beat. I watched them a couple nights ago against the Knicks. They can just turn it on. They have, honestly, four or five guys that maybe could be all-stars, and they're a damn good team. I don't know if anybody's going to take them down. Obviously, there's time to go to the end of the season. Maybe somebody gets injured, right? But right now, you got the Celtics running away. Bucks, Cavs, Knicks fighting. The Sixers are trying to stay afloat. But after their loss, 
I mean, look at this, man. They're a half game above Indiana. They're a game and a half above Miami and Orlando. If they were to keep losing, they're playing the Celtics tomorrow, and that's going to be interesting. But uh, if they lose the next couple games and these teams keep winning, they could find themselves in the eight seed. They could realistically be a play-in team in the next week or two. And why are they here? Obviously, the Joel Embiid injury. Any team without their guy is not going to be competitive. But I put my thoughts here on X last night. And people are frustrated with me. RB, you don't know what you're talking about and you're not a doctor. I'm not saying I am. I promise, okay? But here's how I feel, man. I I feel like the Sixers have operated with this mindset that, you know, if Joel Embiid comes back, great. Maybe we'll try to piece together, you know, the puzzle pieces and try to make a run. But we're not really intent on, on being that top dog. And the reason I feel that way is, again, they did not address certain needs at the deadline. We've talked endlessly about the big man. The fact that they did not pick up another big man is insane. And it's, I said it was going to be hard to stay afloat, and here they are. They continue to get racked up every single game inside. I mean, they're getting beat every which way. Hard to play defense, but that's not the only need. How about some perimeter defense? Kelly Oubre doesn't even look close to what he was at the beginning of the year. Batum's injured. This whole team has been injured, and, you know, it, it's just been brutal. So they needed to add that. Yes, they got Buddy Heald, and, and people were saying, well, that's an all-in type of move. Keep in mind, when they traded for Buddy Heald, they went out and acquired his bird rights, so that could help them sign him this offseason. Sure, they could have signed him outright, but honestly, I'm starting to think that's why they traded for him, to acquire his bird rights, because they shed off some of the uh, expiring salaries, they acquired picks, and that kind of you know took away some of the burden from trading three seconds to get him. And that, that's where I'm at right now because it just doesn't feel like they went all in. It feels like that's how this season was always going to be. And that is where we're at right now. And if it B comes back, great, we'll try it. But even if he comes back, and I guess I could have elaborated a bit more here, who says that he's going to be healthy? Who says that he's going to be 100%? It's going to be very tough. And unfortunately, that's just where we're at. But really, the number one issue and the one thing that has to be done right now is Tobias Harris has to be benched. He has to go to the bench. A couple days ago, I put out a tweet saying, if the Warriors can bench four-time champion, five-time All-Star Clay Thompson, the Sixers can absolutely bench Tobias Harris. And again, I'm not knocking him as a person. I mean, he's been in the league 13 years. He's been around at different organizations, etc. Fact of the matter is he is hurting the team. Sixers beat the Cavs twice. The first time they beat him, Tobias did not play. The ball movement was swell. Guys were involved. Not only does Tobias have a neutral effect, but he has a negative effect at a lot of the times with this team. And maybe just to get him kind of going, a better idea would have him coming off the bench because he's not involved right now. His mindset's not there. This is what he does. And this is why earlier this year, I said, you know, Tobias Harris is going to have that hot stretch and then he's going to get cold for a while. And here we are. And it looks really bad. It's actually so bad to the point where yesterday after the Sixers lose and Tobias, he goes, let's pull up his stat line yesterday. He goes eight points, three for 11, eight rebounds, three blocks and a steal and a minus 14 in 31 minutes. And matter of fact, shout out to my guy, Sean Bernard as well. Since Joel Embiid's been out now in 11 games, he's played eight of them. He's averaging 33 minutes a game and only putting up 15 points, which is less than his normal average. And the worst part of it right here, which we've said all year long, He is shooting 23% from three, 23%. It can't get worse. He's having one of the worst shooting years of his career. And for a guy, as we know, and I'm not even worried about the $40 million he's making this year anymore, 
But just as a guy on the team, you can't do that. You can't play and do that. So in my opinion, his role needs to be limited. Get some of these other guys involved. You may say, who do we have? That's a good question. Nurse is trying to put together anything he can right now, but you, you can't have this guy hurting the team like he has been. And it's so bad to where Maxie's now questioning himself. Here's what Maxie said about Tobias's struggles. Quote, I think that's probably on me. I got to do a better job of getting him better shots and getting him in better spots to be successful. Shout out to the 23-year-old Tyrese Maxey, putting it on his shoulder, taking accountability, take notes. That's what you do. Even though it's not his fault, he probably knows that. He is being a leader, and it's great to see him take uh, that maturity leap. Nick Nurse about Tobias Harris says, quote, we got to make sure we get the package mixed up a little bit because he can do a variety of things. Well, I get it. You got your players back, but what can he do? What can he do? I'll tell you what he can do. I'll tell you how you can mix up the package, throw in a little bit of bench, throw him on the bench. That's how you can mix it up. Play him 16 to 20 minutes. Stop playing him 35 minutes a night. Let's look at a play from a couple games ago. Shout out to uh, Daniel Oinger here. He put this on uh, Twitter. I'm going to show you a couple more plays from yesterday, but watch this play, man. This is unacceptable. I've always said, and, and we talked about it a lot this year, like, if you can't put up 25 points a game, I mean, that's not even asking a lot, but if you can't do that, rebound. Go out and put up 13 rebounds. Go and put up, you know, five steals or, or be a lockdown defender. Do something. He doesn't have the defining skill. Watch this defensive effort out of Tobias Harris. I mean, this is just unacceptable. Coming around a ball screen, Tobias sheds in a little bit. Now he's going to try to swipe, which he commonly does. He doesn't like to get his hands dirty, but he swipes. And instead of getting back, you leave George and Yang. Why, like, what are you doing? You can't leave him open like that. You can't be a leader on his team and do that. And he does it more often than not. It is bad. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and look at a couple quick plays from yesterday. Because, I, you know, I was watching some of the film. And, like, I don't even notice he's on the floor sometimes. Sixers are getting blown away at this point by the Bucks, by Doc Rivers. It can't get any worse, right? And Tobias does this a lot. For some reason, it's gotten so bad that Nurse has to play Tobias at the five at some points. But, you know, he gets caught in between. Ubre gets beat off the first line of defense. Now, Tobias either has to commit or stay back. Lillard and Giannis, that's a lethal combo. And Tobias likes to do this little hand wave like, hey, how you doing? Watch this. Look, little hand wave. Doesn't jump. Easy. Giannis comes down. Boom. That play before half was actually terrible, too, when they threw it full court with one second to go. And then a little later on here, early third quarter, Giannis going to beat him off the dribble, lose the ball. Now, Tobias has a clear lane to pick this up and run. Giannis does not have good positioning. And what does Tobias do? Let's the ball get kicked. Barely wants to dive on the ground. See what I mean? He doesn't get his hands dirty. He doesn't do much, you know, other than just play cute. And he trips over and falls, which leads to an easy three. Like, this just cannot happen. And then here's a play like a minute later, comes down, and here comes the hand wave. Here comes the hand wave. Hey, Dame, how you doing? Not going to jump. Ollie, you. It can't happen. And to be quite honest with you, uh, I'm just frustrated of seeing it. I'm tired of it. You know, Tobias is a great veteran, great professional, but he is not a sufficient player this year. And it sucks. And obviously his contract's going to expire. And, you know, you just start to see some of the deficiencies of this team. I think that's what. We've all noticed more than anything with Joel Embiid out is how good he makes these dudes look, whether it's Oubre, Batum, even Buddy could look much better with Embiid. 
all these different guys, man. And, and you know, if Joel Embiid is that good and the drop-off is like this, without Joel Embiid, he should win MVP every single season. It has gotten crazy. Uh, here's a fun fact. Shout out to my guy, DJ Eastwood. I didn't believe this, but it's actually true. It was confirmed. Kyle Lowry took a charge yesterday against Milwaukee. He now has more charges taken than Tobias Harris as a sixer. Tobias has been with the team for five years. Kyle Lowry has been with the team for all of like a week. I mean, this is crazy. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. All I wanted to see was Tobias not go for 30 or 40 a game. I just wanted to see him take a primary role and be that guy with Joel Embiid out. And every time we look for him to do it, he doesn't. Even in the big games, he doesn't show up. It doesn't feel like he's there. And the same thing's going to happen come playoff time. And it's another reason I just do not feel that confident in the team right now. Lastly, I'll say that uh, the Sixers should have acquired a big. I continue to say it, and people are frustrated and tired of hearing it. But obviously, Paul Reed is six foot nine. He's undersized, and he's a great backup center. Shout out to my guy. But, you know, you need somebody with size. That guy on your team is Mo Bamba, but it's actually impressive. I've never seen a seven footer not be able to rebound the ball like Mo Bamba. And Eastwood put this on Twitter. Here's all the guys available. Not much to choose from, slim pickings, but hey. Maybe to go out and get Tony Bradley. Get Tony Bradley back on the Sixers. Can we do that? Tony Bradley's only 25? That's crazy. I, I know they would bring Trez back for sure. Um, not the best out there, but look, I would take Tony Bradley over Mo Bamba all day, every day. Why not? You know, take a flyer. You might as well. This team is lacking in terms of bench scoring. Larry will help the facilitation, but it's crazy how Larry has come in and he's already probably the best facilitator on the team. Like. You just are slim on your margins. And back to my original point, I just feel like the Sixers are keeping it up in the air. If Embiid comes back, sure, we'll try to go and, and play and, and you know be competitive on a run. But if he doesn't come back, we got a ton of cap space. We'll try to finally reconstruct and build this thing. Unfortunate timing of the injury, but we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, those are my thoughts. Give me all of yours down below. How confident are you in the 76ers right now? What do you think they're going to do against Boston tomorrow night? Give me your thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe as always. I will catch you all on the next one. Peace. Peace.